Hello, hello, hello. We are back. Hey. And at it. All right. I am Brando. And I'm Mia. And this is a new episode of Education. Yeah, where we yeah. teach you about things that you should already know about or, you know, teach you new things that you don't know about. So today we are going to talk about the great migration. Not 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 the little one, like the, the great one. Right. The, the, the great big one. one. The big one. The big one. Okay. You know, there's two of them. So yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really excited to talk about this, actually. Okay. Let's just dive right on in. All, All right. right. So, the Great Migration, the first one. I'm going to go by the first one. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, we all know that um, America was kind of like beefing with themselves. They had something called the Civil War. Um, a lot of people are like, Civil War is about slavery, but, you know, it's about politics, economics, and right. stuff like that, money, which kind of falls under, yeah, you know, slavery is economic It's all intertwined. Yeah. You know, so, but anyways. All right. So, we know that after... Um, the war, we know that the North wins and everything is great, right? No, actually not. Okay. Um, so, no. So, um, actually, so you have uh, black people who are still um, perpetually in slavery through um, sharecropping systems and um, these grants and loans from, wait, what am I trying to say? The loans? On I don't the, know what you're trying to say. Like, they're, like, they're trying to pay, like... Um, they're like getting in debt, basically mm-hmm. trying to yeah sharecropping. Yeah. Oh right. yeah, basically getting in debt just to there try to are. sustain their life, mainly because you know coming out of slavery they don't have anything, they don't yeah. have literally any net worth, so they don't have any way to survive. Yeah, and it, but it's like basically set up for them to um, to fail. Also, you have all these uh, restrictive laws that are happening, particularly in the South, yeah. um, that are basically. Um, penalizing um, black people for crazy things. So uh, because the 13th Amendment abolishes slavery except for um, as punishment um, if for, you're, a crime. for a crime. So, of course, now black people are getting arrested en route. Particu- uh, I mean, I can't talk today. <laughs> <laughs> black people are getting arrested for like crazy things yeah. like, uh, like loitering or congregating in more than groups of three and, and- just... Crazy stuff. I think yeah. it's important to point out at this particular point, like loitering is technically like still a crime. Like you can't like loiter outside of like businesses if they have the signs up and you can like be arrested for things like that. But it's important to note that like they were being arrested for these things and then sent, being sentenced to like 10 years in like chain gangs and things yeah. like that. So it's like it's it's being punished for these things with like these extreme measures to punish black people yeah. because they can no longer enslave them. And then obviously putting them within chain gangs to have them still do the labor that they were doing under yes. slavery. You also have the emergence of the KKK um, that's going to happen during um, Reconstruction, which is this period right after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, and they made a big deal out of terrorizing um, black people, um, of course. Um, and, of course, this was all across the country, but this is just definitely going to be more widespread and rampant um, in the South. Yeah. So, um a lot of black people did what I would have done. It's time to go. <laughs> I gotta go. And I have to go. I think it's interesting though because you see with the Great Migrations, you see a very like slow wave of it until you get Not to me. like oh, <laughs> I got to go. until you get to like after the First World War. That's when like the big movement happens. So mm-hmm. like from the end of the Civil War up until the First World War, you're gonna see like a slight movement of black people, right? There's nothing like huge that's like substantial where people are going to take notice of it until you get to about, I think the actual beginning day is like 1920, the the year after the first world war when soldiers are returning home. And this is because like all the things that Brandon has talked about, like that happened after the first, uh, after the civil war are going to just like ramp up. Right. So 
And I just, I'm sorry, I just totally took over your story. No, you're fine. <laughs> but to piggyback off what you're saying too, after um, World War One, you know, um, a lot of Black GIs, of course, they're still facing discrimination and racism, but they're in other parts of the world um, where I guess it's not as blatant. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like they had some kind of sense of like, okay, like life is better right Mm -hmm. here, but then they're coming back home and like they're, you know, dealing with all this racism. It's like one of those situations like where like if that's all that you know yep, and that's it's all normal. that you're used to, it's normalized. But then if you're put in a different environment, it's very hard to go back to that yeah. environment. And I'm, we're not saying that the North is like just this promised land. For right. And it's perfection. All, but Absolutely because it's not. not. But, you you know, you have a better chance of being successful if you are black. Um, also, we know that in the South, you have a lot of um, the South is mainly going to be a more rural, mm-hmm. um, agrarian kind of society. Um, so it kind of mimics like uh, what black people, a lot of black people were used to as far as like with the plantation system. Yeah. And, and then like we kind of talked about this when we talked about our Vietnam episode. Mm-hmm. We just like thinking about or excuse me, not Vietnam, when we talked about the Cold War, talking about how that kind of pushed us into integration because a lot of people mock the United States because it's like, you literally have these people fighting for you, doing all these things, and you're being incredibly racist to them. And like, that's a kind of another idea that feeds into black people kind of being like, man, this is messed up. Because again, they're like going overseas and these people don't care that they're black. They're not like treating them any differently. Like they may not like them because they're American, like, but that's a completely different thing as, you know, being discriminatory based on their race. So they come back home and literally like, they're getting beat up in the streets, like because people want them to take their uniforms off after they literally fought for our country in the first world war. So it's just like, the, the discrimination they faced, I feel like, was made, it was more rampant. And also, I feel like it was a little bit more disrespectful. Because, like, we've had a history of discrimination in the United States. Mm-hmm. We've had a history of, like, race issues and race relations. But when you have literally put your life on the line to sacrifice for a country and then you come home and you have people that are telling you to take your uniform off when they weren't over there fighting... Mm-hmm. And trying to beat you up and nobody's doing anything about it. I think that was like the straw that broke the camel's back for black people. Yes. They were like, actually, fuck y'all. We about yes. to get the fuck up out of here. Yes. Like, I, I really feel like that's yes. what it was. Yeah. Also, um, I want to tie in that uh, Birth of a Nation. I know that we always go back to Birth of a Nation, uh, but Birth of a Nation is going to come out in, when, what was it, 1914? Somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I must say it's like somewhere 1914 around or 1915, I think. Yeah, somewhere around that time. So, um, that is going to coincide with the reemergence of the KKK, yep. um, and then you have the Great Migration that is occurring like simultaneously, almost like right after mm-hmm. um, you start getting this uh, reemergence. So I'm going to say that movie, like maybe like help these black folks, like we have to go. All and right. again, the significance of a birth of a nation, and I feel like we talk about it all the time, but it was literally shown on the White House lawn, like. One of the like it is known Woodrow as Wilson being said great, great right movie. like it's great beautiful movie. like more. You racism know, more side note fuck him but yes, like right. I feel like that was another thing where it's just like Glasses. you literally have an entire nation that is basically saying that this is okay because our president is showing it on the White House line. It's like, damn, so y'all really don't fuck with us. Like, I feel like it was almost one of those, like, keep it within the family type of situations. And then it became, like, this big public thing where everybody knew and it was like, I can't let y'all disrespect me like this. Look, listen... I, these people are good because like me, I would have been, I'm free. I don't have to do this no more. Goodbye. Goodbye. So I am going north. So a lot of, um, like you're especially going to have black people leaving, um, really from like Mississippi, Mm -hmm. um, Alabama, um, like deep South area, because you're going to have a lot of latent, like 
racism there. Um, these are also going to be um, the states that have um, high amounts of black um, violence against black people, mm -hmm. lynchings, different things like that. You're also going to have a lot of um, voter um, suppression, suppression um, in these areas too. So these are like the really bad areas. Right. Um, and for, not to even mention black like black codes and Jim Crow, like that. Those like. I remember, right, like, I remember teaching my kids about them, and I was, like, telling them, like, Jim Crow is more so to, like, suppress rights, whereas, like, black codes are more so about, like, being in proximity to white people and things like that. What you need to be doing, yeah. Right, um, and they were just so blown, because they were just like, who cares? Complete. Like, it's yeah. just like... Complete, but, but complete culture shock because, like, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if we're gonna do an episode on Emmett Till, but like, that's what, um, you know, got Emmett Till killed. Like, yeah. he was in Chicago, which is one of the main cities that you know you're gonna have this migration up mm -hmm. from, um, um, up to rather. And um, yeah, that's what got him. That's because he didn't yeah. know. He didn't know and the problems. my issue with like black coats has always been obviously they're incredibly racist as uh, as well as Jim Crow, but black coats like some of them were so foolish that like. I wouldn't, I don't feel like I would have even thought like, oh my God, I'm breaking the law because they were that foolish. Yeah, like you can't look at a white person in the eye. Right. Like, you, like if you're on the sidewalk, you need to be in the, move into the street. Yeah, you have to go to the other side of the sidewalk and if you're a man. Let me tell you that, let, so, let me tell you how when I am in the grocery store now, like if you don't say excuse me, we just <laughs> my grocery cart is just going to crash into yours because like I, when, as soon as I find out about that, like just in, internally in my head, like, mm -mm. but yeah. anyways, uh, okay. <laughs> No, so, we're getting sidetracked um, a lot yes, this episode. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, <laughs> black people are going to uh, migrate. Uh, you're going to see an influx of black people moving to uh, Philadelphia, uh, Washington, D.C., uh, Chicago, New York, uh, Detroit. And even now, today, those cities have very huge um, black communities that, you know, were formed uh, because of that. Um, I personally, um, being in Chicago, like, uh, but my family is based uh, out of Alabama. So, oh, yeah, so, hey, um, you're a direct result of that. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, um, also when we talk about money, okay, money is going to obviously be a big factor. Um, black people are not um, getting a lot of bang for their buck um, down south, um, and again, they are put in these perpetual situations like where um, they have to stay in debt essentially, and there's no um, opportunity to build any kind of generational wealth. Mm -hmm. um, so they're going up north. Um, the north is going to be more industrialized, um, and black people are actually going to make about three times more than what they would make if they're working in the south. Obviously, when we talk about um, uh, equity, when we're talking about uh, race and wage, obviously black people are still going to be making significantly less than white people, but it's a little bit better for mm -hmm. them in the north. So you're going to have people coming up there. But um, we still got some racism up north. Um, so Hey, because um, we're yeah. in America. Yes. So uh, I know one particular thing that has stood out to me was there was a racial riot in Chicago um, in 1919. So um, you still have segregation that is occurring um, across the board. And um, this race riot is going to occur um, because um, Lake Michigan, there is segregated. Some of the beaches were segregated. Um, so um, there was um, a black teenager, I want to say, who uh, went and decided, well, I'm not swimming in the white beach, okay? And so, um, you know, the white people were white peopling and upset about this. And so they are throwing rocks and um, 
you know, just basically attacking this boy while he's trying to swim, and it causes him inadvertently to drown. And then the police are like, "Okay," as they always do. They fucking suck. Okay, and and so you're going to have this big, huge um, riot that does still uh, on that occurs in Chicago between um, black people who are pissed off and then white people who are being white people essentially so um i don't want people to think like that like i said that this is the land of milk and honey because we're still having all these things happen also you're gonna um get a second um wave of migration north after the great depression um too there's also some natural disasters that are occurring in the south like um you have a really big flood of the mississippi river that occurs in 1927 um, that is also going to um, disperse black people up north too. Which, so, yeah. two things I want to pinpoint. Number one, when we talk about like the natural disasters, that really just goes back to like black people not being able to like catch up with the wealth of white people. So it's like, yeah. even though we are years removed from this idea of slavery at this point, mm-hmm. it's still like we're all playing catch up. Like, because they've had literally years to build their world. Even if you are a common man, you have been working, you have been doing the things, and you are able to like, have money to pay your rent, have money to move your family. If that's something that you dreamed of all these different things. And for black people, those were not a lot of opportunities. And again, in the South, we're going to see a lot of the sharecropping with when they're getting paid, like literally pennies on the dollar. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's not a lot of money being made, not a lot of money being circulated. So they were taking a really big chance when deciding to like pick their families up and move them, like Mm -hmm. praying and hoping that they're going to go to a factory and get a job that can, that, is enough to sustain their families. And this is also a time where we see incredibly large families. Like we're still in that dynamic of like literally having average families had like anywhere between like five and eight kids. You know what I mean? So like they're supporting huge families as well as themselves. Um, So I think that's really important to point out. And I always, I love talking about the great migration because I really think it's a point of pride for black people because it it takes a lot to be like, okay, I'm going to leave everything that I know behind and go take a chance in this place that I have no I don't know anything about this place, right? It's like the reverse. Yeah, but like that's a big thing. Like especially at that time, like even things as small as like the weather, they don't like they don't have phones where they can just get updates of like, oh, it's gonna be cold at this place. Like they were literally just packing their shit up and taking a chance and moving somewhere. I also think too that um, it was a form of protection because in the south, like I said, it's more rural, so things are spread out. Mm. Um, Whereas um, black people are moving into cities, and so they are able to actually form communities yep, and like be able to like kind of like look out for each other in that aspect as well too so i feel like um that was also going to be a huge mm. factor during this time too that's a big one that i really haven't considered my other favorite thing about the first great migration is that we also get the harlem renaissance out of it Ooh. so it is one of my favorite things to study i know when we talk about the Harlem Renaissance, if you don't know, basically what it is, it's this huge surgence of like black literature, black art, black music, black culture, just all all things black. And it comes about from the Great Migration because what we see is like this huge wave of people moving into Harlem. And once they get there, they realize like, dang, we all kind of creative. We got all this stuff that we can do. Like, let's like, let's get into it. Like, you know, so we get all this beautiful art. We get all this beautiful music. We get like the big resurgence of jazz. Or I should really say the the essence of jazz comes yes. out during the Harlem Renaissance. Um, uh, resurgence of the blues, like all these beautiful things that Black people are just like coming together to create. Um, this is where we get like the Langston Hughes of the world, like all all these great people come out at this particular time, and I think it was very beautiful to see them make something out of nothing. Because again, yes. just 
pick it up and move it, and, and then they make this yeah. beautiful, you know. So you have that transfer of like blues and delta music, mm-hmm. like especially in Mississippi, that is starting to make its way up into yeah. Harlem and Chicago. And I really love the evolution of jazz yeah. from that until white people try to take it away, right? And I also think that you're stupid. I also think that it was such a great opportunity to mess mesh cultures because mm-hmm. like before then you had people like if you lived in Alabama you lived in Alabama there wasn't any meshing of like people from like Mississippi and Alabama like there wasn't a lot of traveling going on so that was really a time for them to be like hey I know you're from this place and I'm from this place this is what we do this is how we do it let's merge these things together which is why you see so much of black community across the United States that's why it looks so similar because we had things like the Great Migration where we were able to like merge yeah. cultures in that way. That's why like a lot of experience, even though we grew up in two completely different places, we share yeah. a lot of the same experience. Our parents talk the same. Our grandmothers do the same yes. thing, you know? And it's because yes. of merges of culture like that. So that's one of the really great things I love about the Great Migration. The best thing for me is that the Great Migration fucks up the economy of the South. <laughs> yeah, already, it fucked up. Which was already fucked up after the <laughs> Civil War anyway. So, but it's just like, let's just add a cherry on top. <laughs> Because, um, you know, a lot of these black people are leaving. And so um, the black belt, which is like where you have um, these areas in the south that are heavy um, in cash crops, such as like cotton and tobacco, mm-hmm. that you have black people um, working um, these areas like um, these black people are leaving. So it's now these white um, farmers are like out here struggling um, as well, which yeah, they should be ha. And um, also, you have uh, the Dust Bowl that occurs. Um, you have the, what's that little oh, bug called? The little weevil? Um, the little Bob Weevil? I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's a, it's a bug. It's a bug. We're going to we're gonna have a, 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 a clip of the little bug. I hope you're going to find it because I don't know what you're talking about. It's called like a weevil or something. It's like the bug. And they be um, fucking up the cotton and stuff like that. <laughs> Anyways, they had, like a, they had a really big infestation. Okay. Look, I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to take okay. his word for it, y'all. But I don't, All right. I don't Anyways, it's like this bug that um, there's this um, big plague, essentially. <laughs> I feel like, you know, God sent down the plague. No, that was a huge joke. Anyways. <laughs> Shut up. You're an <laughs> no. idiot. No, no, no. no. So, um, yeah. So, um, like, the South is actually going to be devastated as far as economy yeah. um, in this way. And... I'm here for it because yeah, where are my reparations? Because they got the easy way out after the Civil War, honestly. Because it was like, yeah, okay, we can no longer have slaves. But basically what they did was just shift to sharecropping. So they really were able to pick back up very quickly. So yeah. fuck them. You know? So, I mean, that's, that's, but, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about it. So. <laughs> and then we get our big second wave. It's closer to, like... Uh, after World War II. Right? After World War II, yeah. We're going to yeah. see, like, obviously throughout that entire period, because the Great Migration is noted actually from being from, like, 1910 to 1970. But after the Second World War, we're going to see another resurgence. And, again, it's mainly based in racism. But I yeah. think the biggest difference between the First and the Second Migration, to me, is, like, the reaction and the outcome after black people get there. So the biggest difference with the Second Great Migration is that they're actually going to face a, pretty much a housing crisis, mainly because of discrimination in housing practices. So it's it's like they're moving there and they are like quite literally struggling to find a place to live, a place to be and things like that because of discrimination in housing. Yes. Um, and of course this is technically illegal. Yeah. Um, uh, like federally it's illegal um, but, to discriminate um, with housing. But of course you have uh, your systems in place by uh, white people that are um, meant to intimidate or discourage black people from living in certain areas, which is crazy because we have gentrification now. Yeah. And Uh. I think 
So one of my biggest theories, and you know, this may be proven, I don't know. One of my biggest theories about the second great migration is that they, they were upset about a lot of um, the anti-discrimination legislation that was going on. So like, this is around like the 50s, 60s-ish. Mm-hmm. So we're getting like Brown versus the Board of Education yeah. that are coming out. So it was kind of like, you know, y'all can come up here. We still have a little bit of segregation, so it's all cool. But now that the federal government is coming out and being like, actually, y'all legally cannot do this or we will pull your federal funding. They're like, mm, these niggas kind of getting on our nerve, bro. Like, it's it's becoming too much. That's one of my biggest theories about why we see so much more discrimination. Yes. Or at least documented uh, discrimination. And then white people in North are going to be upset because, especially in immigrants as well, white immigrants as well. Ooh. Yeah, very upset um, because they're going to feel like black people are coming and taking, taking their, their jobs. jobs. Yep. You have to remember that black people are not getting paid as much as uh, white people. Oh. So even though they're, so they are, I guess the appeal is there for, to hire them in yeah. these spaces because it's like, well, if I only have to pay you two dollars um, versus a white person where I would have to pay them like four dollars, then um, economically, economically for me, that I'm going to go with uh, the yeah. black person. So, but these white people obviously are being displaced um, because of that, and yeah. um, they're getting pissed off. And you're also going to have more clashes of violence occurring mm-hmm. in these cities. The thing that I like though is that black people can fight back. Period. <laughs> like so, you know. Yeah, that was I, the age of like. I feel like the younger generation at that point was just kind of like, man, fuck y'all. Like, we actually, yeah, like, we're not putting up with y'all shit no more. Like, this is actually some bullshit. But that's also where we see the rise of the civil rights movement, too. Like, that era is where we're going to see people start. um, We're starting with the sit-ins, the bus rides, especially when we get into, like, the the 60s. That's going to be the time period where they're actually like, we're not dealing with y'all shit no more. Like, this is what it is. So I think that that's super important. And we are also getting more progressive presidents because, you know, we're getting the Voting Rights Act yes. and, you know, Civil Rights Act and things like that. So I think a lot of ties into it. And I feel like it was a lot of white frustration of just like, damn, we gave y'all an inch and now you want to take a goddamn mile. You ain't yep. Like, that's really what I feel like the vibe was then. But Yep. So um, we're going to go ahead and put a bow. On this, I don't feel like that made a bow, but you feel you know what I'm you know um, like maybe I like, can't. I have slippers on today, so I can't like really. <laughs> shoe. I don't have any shoes on because we're right. at my home. So yeah. cool, right? Um, but um, hopefully you guys learned a little bit about this um exodus of north. Um, I also like I like the word exodus because I it, can like, tell. You know, well, I mean, it's you know a lot of black people like um definitely um christians and so it would kind of like mimics that um you know moses leading um the israelites out of egypt you know so i think that you know there was a lot of like um religious based in that as well too but anyways um i hope you guys learned something again i am brando i'm mia and we will catch you guys next time Peace. peace